Hey everybody, it's Cronus. Um, this is gonna be kind of a weird live stream if this even comes up. Um, hopefully it does. You'll see the live stream. Uh, the other members of the podcast won't be on here because just kind of off the cuff thing that I'm that I'm doing right now. Uh, this is mainly because of what's going on here in America right now. Uh, we have uh, the issue. Uh, I don't want to call it an issue because it's, it's way more than an issue. What happened in Minneapolis uh, with George Floyd uh, dying at the hands of a police officer has been uh, pretty insane. And it seems like um, people in general are starting to, to have enough. And I'm, this is me included. Um, to be totally honest with you, like there, there's there been a lot of deaths here in America um, that have come at, you know, nefarious I guess situations that um, people have mostly ignored and dismissed, you know, because we have institutions that will go back and, and look through people's histories and seeing why the person that was just killed was wrong, and it's been pretty fucked up. And for the for the most part, you know, I've I've been sort of part of the masses, you know, in sort of ignoring ignoring things that have been happening. Um, but I can't anymore, you know, shit's fucked up. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have, um, this sort of lopsided conversation with, with all of you is because, um, in the last, pa- the last podcast, if you listen to it, um, I made some comments about what I would do if somebody were to kill, you know, a member of my family, a member of my family, uh, in a manner like George Floyd. And I think that it'd also be fair to really, for people to really understand um, that I am not anti-police at all, all right? So I have very good friends of mine, friends that I consider family that are in law enforcement. I have a, a, a deputy sheriff in particular. I consider him to be part of my family. Um, there's a member of the podcast that, <laughs> that, is, a, is, that is in law enforcement, and I have other people that I interact with y- before the Rona hit on a regular basis that I consider very good friends and really good people in general, people that I would, that I trust, that I would trust with, you know, my children. Um, and I think that what people don't seem to realize is that something I did bring up on the podcast is that what part of my anger about these things is that when an, a police officer or a sheriff or any kind of law enforcement person does something like this, to an unarmed person, regardless of ethnicity, they are putting my friends and family at risk that are in law enforcement. And that is a huge problem that I think that is not, um, it's not talked about enough. And I didn't talk about it enough on the last podcast. And I think that um, it needs to be kind of addressed more. And I'm gonna get into the other issues, hopefully, with just the whole situation in general, being a person of color here in America and like dealing with this sort of dismissal of our basic human rights to just live, you know, without, we're not being treated the same as other people, all right? We're just not. And for somebody to try to to argue that, I think that they don't really understand what's really going on here. And so first, let me just address like the whole the law enforcement issue of it. So in Minneapolis uh, right now, they just burned down the, the third precinct precinct of, uh, of the police department there. And 
it's horrific. You know, they had looting there. They had people looted a, a target there. They burned down a bunch of other buildings. And it's fucked up. Those are people, too, that, you know, had businesses. And even though when people say, oh, you know, it's just a target, but that target served your community. You know what I mean? They, they serve your community, especially right now. Um, it's one of the few places that are open that can actually sell you, you know, goods that you need to survive right now during this coronavirus, you know, thing. And that in and of itself is an, is an issue. But I understand the anger because we've been told in the past that, you know, we, we can't take a knee, you know, we, we can't peacefully protest, and then we still have, you know, people of color dying in the streets for, for no reason, that are unarmed, that um, aren't posing a threat, and how do you expect people to to take that, you know, continually? You can't sit there and continually shit on a portion of the population and expect us to just take that sitting down, you know, and I think, you know, it, on the last podcast, uh, me and Stitch were having a back and forth and me and Stitch, she's a, a member, uh, you know, that I consider family. I mean, prior to this whole coronavirus thing happening, like one of my favorite things to, to that happened in, in my life every single week, what that was awesome is that I got to see my friends and family that I still can fi- consider my, you know, my family. We got to get in the same room and just, you know, bullshit. Um, about certain topics, you know, every single week. It was it was great. And um, me and Stitch, we don't agree on certain things, and that's fine. I actually appreciate that because I don't like having an echo chamber um, of people that think just like me. So when we disagree on things, we don't... Um, we don't bring it up after the podcast. You, we don't hate each other. You know, we don't talk shit to each other. You know, we just have a disagreement, and we leave it at that. And, and it's fine. Um, I got to get back to my to my point. Um, but it's just like, how do I put this? So he he brought up something on the podcast um, that I was gonna make a comment to, but I, I I held my tongue on it, and I'm not faulting him because what he said is generally factually correct. Is that he said that if if citizens go against police officers, that generally speaking bad things will happen. And generally speaking, he's totally right. However, this nation is was built on a revolution. And I think that a lot of Americans, they seem to sort of forget that um, during these sorts of times, just in general, is that, you know, we were... America back in the day, you know, back in the 1800s or 1700s or whatever, um, we were oppressed by a distant government, you know, in England. And they taxed us, did all this fucking bullshit to us, and eventually people had enough, and they were done with being oppressed like that. And we had, you know, the Boston Tea Party, which caused, you know, a bunch of um, property damage, and, you know, there was a lot of issues, you know, not, not really issues, they were just like, we're trying to get the rights for America to, like, live the way that we wanted to live. And I, I think that story alone of like the American revolution really holds some precedent today because there are people today that are not living the same lives as certain other people in this country. And that if you get pulled over, you don't know what sort of person is pulling you over or questioning you. That's a person of authority. You don't know how you're supposed to act in front of them and to expect us all to just prostrate ourselves to these people because that person might've had a bad day 
It's fucking ridiculous. And I'm tired of hearing that, that crazy-ass narrative of, you know, oh, well, was he compliant? Well, we, we've had times now where we've seen people com- totally compliant that have still been unjustly murdered. They've been unjustly assaulted. They've been un- unjustly harassed. You know, and, and it keeps happening, and it's going to get to a certain point to where people are going to have enough. And I think it's that point is getting near. And I'm, I am not saying let's go out there and commit violence against um, police officers or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, is that us as a nation needs to wake up and really understand that we're going through difficult times, especially right now when people are, are they, they don't have jobs, you know. We're, we're nearing, I think it's uh, 20% unemployment right now. So everybody's hurting right now. Everybody's hurting. And I totally get that. Um, I'm, I'm taking a pay cut, you know, starting uh, in July. And it's a pretty significant pay cut. I'm going to be hurting in the next couple of months. And it's going to be for four months, no matter what. You know, and, and I get it. And I think that that's really, like, ratcheting up um, this whole, like, racism thing in America. And I... It, it needs to stop and I think people need to really pay attention to what's really going on and like really understand that humans in general have issues that they're going through and I can there are people that are uh, on my that are uh, friends that I went to high school with and I can I'm not going to call them out uh, by name but w- when I say this situation you'll know who I'm talking about if you listen to this alright there are people that are actually going out there on their own in researching the plight of people of color, all right? And I think that that's fucking awesome. All right, so thank you for doing that. And actually, and the people that actually asked me to like, you know, what's the name of your podcast, even though we've been around for five fucking years, but I'm not going to talk shit on you. We've been around for a while, but um, I, I thank you for actually like looking at what we're going through and trying to understand like where the problem is from our end, at least recognizing that there's a problem and how can I see, you know, what they're going through? Like that's, that's a great first start. And, and thank you for really doing that and to, to really understand. Um, give you some, a, a quick background on me is that I have, I've had racist shit happen to me in the past, all right? So when I was in first grade, I failed first grade. And from what I saw when I was in first grade, I had passing grades, but they held me back for some reason. And I still don't understand why. Um, the only thing I can think of is racism. Like, seriously. And that's like, this is coming from a guy, if anybody really knows me, interacts with me. Like, I don't put a whole lot of stock in, like, a lot of racist stuff in 2020, even though, you know, it's, it's resurfacing now. So I can't ignore it now. And I purposely picked uh, an occupation um, that would appreciate me more on my intellect more than the color of my skin. So I work in the IT industry. I've been doing this shit since I was 17 years old. And I have never really had an issue with racism in my occupation, really ever. There was like maybe kind of something that happened when I had like my first job out of the Marine Corps, but I just, I left the job because they were just bullshitting me around. And I was just like, I, didn't, I wasn't willing to stay around to see if it was racism or not. Um, I just left because they were they weren't paying me enough. So beyond that, um, the only time I've had a, a racist sort of thing happen, maybe with a police officer, 
was when I got pulled over because my front windows were tinted. And then they tried to bullshit me and say, oh, well, my, my tags were out of date, even though it was the month that it was due. Um, that was the only time. Like, there was no real altercation there. The guy was just kind of being an asshole. But it didn't get to anything um, more than that. And, you know, for the most part, my, my life a, as an African-American man in America has been, you know, pretty chill. But I can't ignore the people... Uh, especially people that look like me that are dying in the streets because of the way they look. Because if somebody looks intimidating and has brown skin, they're getting uh, treated a certain way. Um, and I also can't ignore... So my girlfriend, K-Mac, she's Caucasian, all right? And here in California, in the Bay Area especially, well, just California in general, um, it's not that uncommon to see, you know, mixed ethnicity couples. You know, you see that shit all the time. It's like it's normal, and I think it's great. Um, but when we went down to, to Stitch's wedding, um, that was the first time that Kamek actually recognized that um, people like were like looking at us weird. And it, let me back up a little bit. It happens sometimes here in, in the Bay Area too, but it mostly happens. And I'm gonna be totally fucking honest. If you want to talk shit to me, it's fine. But I, I see a lot of dirty looks to me. Um, from African American women because I'm I'm dating somebody that's Caucasian, and that is a, another side of racism that most people don't talk about. But I'll call it out because I'm I'm being totally honest. I do get dirty looks from African American women um, because I'm dating a Caucasian woman, and I have no problems w- with African American women. Like you're beautiful to me, you know. I I just happen to be dating somebody that is. Caucasian like that has nothing to do with you like I'm not shitting on you by dating her so just I just want to put that out there but the first time that she saw that um, people looked at us different was when we were in uh, Louisiana and like we walked into a into a, a restaurant and then it was almost like the record like scratched and then everybody was like looking at us like fucking weird and it was like it was so awkward for her to see it for like the first time that um people looked at us differently because we were a a mixed ethnicity couple and uh one of the things that has been um really enlightening to me during these uh difficult times is that even like from the get-go from you know me and Kimak first started dating is that she understood at least from like a certain level that i my experience in america is different from her experience in america and my ex-wife never ever asked those sorts of questions before and we were married for i can't even remember now maybe, maybe like six or seven years i, I try to like delete part of that shit out of my life because it was like a really negative part of my life but the fact that this woman would even be interested in you know what i went through in my life and what i'm going through now like she understands sees it recognizes it and asks me about it and that shows me that i'm with the right person you know and we have an adopted daughter who is has more African ancestry than I do. She's darker than me. And I talked about it before on the podcast, but like grow you know, raising her here in America, to me, I, I feel like I'm not giving her the best life here in America because of all this shit that's going on, because of people that are scared of her because of the way that she looks. And I me and Kenneth have talked about it for a while now that if this keeps going on, we are going to have to move. And I love America. I I am a U.S. Marine. 
I went to other countries for America. You know, I, I've lived in Iraq. I, you know, I lived in, I've lived in a bunch of other places and I've done so for this country and I would have, you know, killed for this country if I had to, you know, luckily I didn't, I didn't have to when I was in, but that was definitely a possibility. It was a possibility that I understood when I went in, you know, but the fact that the country that I was willing to fight for treats people like me as a second class citizen in 2020 is a serious fucking problem. All right. My forefathers fought and died for my civil rights and it's being trampled today years after the civil rights movement my my father and my mother are both black panthers okay and i understand that if you if you watch certain if you're on a certain spectrum of political leanings or whatever the fuck you know that you might not understand like the true background of the black panthers but it was really about protecting our own in a time when we were getting beat in the streets. We had dogs chased on us. We were getting killed in the streets. And one of the main issues was that we didn't have the same exact rights as other Americans. And that was a serious problem. A serious problem. Um, one of the reasons why you see the NRA being so um, political today is because, you, and you can do the research, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bullshit you and give you some false fucking narrative. Do the research on the NRA and then go back and see when the Black, Black Panther movement was first started, when they decided to take guns and go to, I forget what city it was, but they decided to open carry into a city. And actually, they met Ronald Reagan there. And, they, and Ronald Reagan was like, hey, why are you guys open carrying? He wasn't like, don't do it. But he was asking them, you know, what's going on with the like, open carry thing. And they, and they were saying that they were... Um, uh, they were exercising their, their rights. And then right after that, they decided to have all these laws to basically suppress um, gun rights ownership for African-Americans. And that's when the NRA was like, fuck, if they could do it to them, what if they do it to us? And that's when the NRA decided to get really political. All right. And so you can see shades of this today because like like on the last podcast that we have that we had, me and uh, Stitch had a conversation about, you know, because I'm like, listen, I would rather die armed and like defending myself than dying unarmed because we're dying fucking anyway. And this is literally the, the same, a similar reason as to why the Black Panther movement came around is to protect our own. And I don't I don't want to live in an America where I need to protect my own. I want to protect all of us. That's what I want to do, because we're all Americans and we should all be out there protecting each other. But it's not happening in 2020 and this is a fuck thank you um my friend ray he brought it up he said he said he thought it was a uc berkeley so if that's where it was y'all can fact check me but it happened regardless of like what city it was in that's that's what happened um but i just want everybody to, be, to feel safe in their homes i want everybody to feel safe going out walking i want you to feel safe jogging down you know a neighborhood i want you to feel safe you know bird watching in a in a park you know you we should all feel safe doing these things we shouldn't have police called on us we shouldn't have police um you know disproportionately uh purporting acts of violence on us because of the way that we look it's fucking bullshit and 
it's time for America to really up our standards on this kind of this kind of bullshit because that's what it is. It's bullshit, and we can't turn a blind eye. I can't expect everybody in America to like stand up and like you know overthrow the government because I, I I get it. Listen, you can't. Not everybody. We have families. Like I have a family. This is my form of getting the message out there. I'm doing what I can do as a person, as a single person, to like get the message out there that there is a problem here in America, and I would like to shine a light on it. And if that is what you can do, then do it. If you can't do it, I get it. I'm not trying to force. I'm not trying to shame you into like standing up for whatever. I just want you to just just acknowledge it. And I don't think that's too much to ask. Just acknowledge that there's a problem in America that has been ignored for a long time. And the fact that we're going through hard times in America, it's just being highlighted now. This is there's been like at least three incidents just in seven goddamn days of people that have been unjustly either had violence, violence done on them or killed. And we're supposed to just be like, I guess let's just let it keep going. You know, like, does that sound reasonable to you? Does that sound rational to you? It doesn't sound rational to me. I mean, for fuck's sake, we have the Boston Tea Party over high fucking taxes. We have high taxes here too. You know, and if you don't think we have high taxes, listen, you pay federal tax, you pay your state tax. Most people do anyway, not every state, I get that. You pay your local tax, you pay your registration prices, you pay gas taxes, you pay all these other fucking taxes for shit, you know what I mean? And we're not getting a good return on investment for these taxes. So there's other countries out there that pay, you know, high taxes as well, but at least they're getting fucking free healthcare. You know, at least they're getting other shit out there that is actually contributing to the betterment of their society. We're not getting that shit here, you know? We're getting these these fucking bullshit stimulus checks from the government. Sorry to like kind of change the conversation, but they're giving us like twelve hundred bucks here. You know, now they're talking about giving two thousand dollars, but now it's stuck somewhere. Where the fuck is that money? You know. Meanwhile, they put in these goddamn bullshit means testing to where if you made give me a, I gotta take a drink. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. This is way easier to do when I have other members to talk with, but. Um, with the stimulus check bullshit is that they do means testing. What means testing means is that basically you need to meet a certain requirement to get this money, which is our money, by the way, you paid into this. All right. All the tax money that I just talked about previously that you overpay more than likely, I pay a shitload in taxes. This is your money that they're debating on whether or not to give back to you in a time of need when they're, when they, when the federal mandates and the local mandates are to shut down businesses where you might have worked and you're out of work. All right. So for them to like kind of half step on giving you your own fucking money back when meanwhile they're shutting down where the fuck you work, that's a problem. So that should be your way of thinking, not just that, oh, you're getting free handouts. It's not a fucking handout. It's the fucking money that you put in. It's the money that you put in. All right. Back to the means testing though. So means testing means that you need to meet a certain requirement to get this sort of money. All right, but the problem is that the means testing the, the means testing that they're doing is from fucking two years ago. So when the first stimulus checks came out, the means testing was, um, did you make less than one hundred twenty thousand dollars in uh, twenty eighteen? That was two years ago. 
How the fuck does that help you in 2020 if you lost your job? How does it help you? I'm taking a 15% pay cut in, in two months, actually a month. How the fuck does that help me? Not at all. It's gonna it's gonna drop me into that bracket now because I I didn't get it before because I'm above that bracket. But now it's gonna drop me into that bracket. And who's gonna fucking help me? Nobody, I guess. Even though I I pay thousands of dollars in taxes every tens of thousands of dollars in taxes every fucking year, and nobody's gonna nobody's gonna fucking help me. And people are fine with that. Meanwhile, they're gonna give these big ass corporations billions of fucking dollars. Why? Why are you giving them billions of dollars? It's total nonsense, and it needs to stop. All right. I understand that you know we have a central companies and blah blah blah. blah. I mean, really, we have essential fucking humans. We all need help. Everybody needs help. You know, even if you're. This is one thing that's that's controversial that I'm going to say, but I'm going to keep saying it because I don't really give a fuck. Even if you make a goddamn billion dollars a year, you pay taxes into the system. So if if there's a UBI, and they pay everybody, you know, twelve hundred dollars a month or whatever the fuck, whatever X amount of money a month. It's still money that you put into the system, all right? A billionaire doesn't pay zero in taxes. They pay a reduced amount, but there's no amount. You can't reduce the amount of paying just, of of getting out of paying normal goods. What I'm saying is, if you buy a fucking million dollar countertop, you have to pay taxes on that. If you pay for fucking a, a hundred inch TV, you pay taxes on that. If you, you understand what I'm saying, right? You're not fucking stupid. You listen to this podcast. All right, you have to pay taxes on this kinds of shit. Whether or not you're getting around your federal taxes, I understand that's a, that's a good point, but that's also why we need to have a goddamn uh, a VAT tax. I get in this argument all the time about, you know, how do you pay for UBI? It's you make people and companies actually pay for taxes. There are a bunch of companies right now that make trillions of dollars a year, and they pay zero in federal taxes. If you have a value-added tax, it forces them to pay actual taxes. All right, and this would greatly help our economy right now and i think it would greatly reduce the amount of pain that most americans are feeling it and i would hope i mean what this has shown me in in this whole COVID 19 thing is that people are showing their true colors in times of distress you know and and, and to me it's, it's really it's like if this is who you were the whole time like what the fuck? You you just been you've been a fake ass person this entire time, and you just kind of played by the rules. But as soon as you're minor, minorly inconvenienced, you decide to like show your true colors as like a racist and like all this other nonsense. And just you know we're we're humans, and please just treat each other, um, just with some compassion. You know, unless somebody has directly harmed you, what is the point of shitting on them? You know, just treat. I understand that respect is earned, all right? That this is my personal feeling. I believe that respect is earned. That does not mean that I'm going to shit on somebody just because they exist. You know what I mean? Like I, I will treat somebody um with the same amount of compassion or whatever as somebody that I know until you show me otherwise. You know, that that's just basic human decency that just basic human decency you know what i mean i don't know 
I think I've been ranting for an, for a while. It's actually it's, it's only been like twenty seven minutes. People are still watching, so <laughs> I just want America to be better. All right, I don't want to do this whole "Make America Great Again" bullshit because, I mean, that's just the the person that that coined that phrase has not made America better. Um, if he thought he did, just look at what's happening now. If you made America better, uh, 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 you know our economy wouldn't have crashed in a matter of two fucking months. It wouldn't have. If America was, if America was great, if we're doing so good, you wouldn't be having, you know, riots in the streets because of a pandemic, because of, well, they already they had riots even before this shit. There's just, it's just showing how much pain that people have been covering up that they've been going through. And now that they're losing their jobs, they're losing income and all this shit, it's just ratcheting the screws up. You know, America had problems. It's time to recognize America's problems and then address those problems. You know, make America great has nothing to do with address America's problems. And I think that's what somebody should do is address America's problems. We have many of them. Please fucking work on them that's what americans should be asking for you know when you see asian americans being spit on in the streets being blamed for covid19 regardless or not even if they were from even if they were chinese like which is fucking ridiculous they're just they're just throwing vitriol at anybody that looks asian you know that's ridiculous that's a form of racism that nobody should be tolerating and I'm so glad now that um, we are seeing the Asian and African-American communities getting closer to, like, really talk about these issues and really show support for each other um, in these times of need. You know, and that's why I love having the Black and Yellow podcast is, you know, me and, and Bunny Man really talking about issues that Asian-Americans and African-Americans have here in America and, like, what we can learn from each other. Um, from both positive and negative standpoints. We haven't done one for a while because, you know, a whole, whole bunch of shit's going on, but we need to do one soon. I, I might just call them tomorrow and just be like, hey, man, let's just fucking, let's just get down and just, like, really talk about this because our our two communities have been so demonstrably affected by this pandemic that I don't think people really understand. I mean, when this pandemic hit, like the vast majority of jobs that were lost were low income jobs and that vastly um, will affect people of color, okay? And I'll be the first to tell you that Asian Americans in general, this is a fact, it, that they um, are usually higher income, all right? However, they are still being singled out by people fucking racist for just existing because they're Asian. And if you see that out there, just at least recognize that it's happening. I'm calling it out. I've called that shit out um, in the past. You can look at my, my history. I've, anytime I see racism against anybody, this in, includes Jewish people, which I still don't fucking get. Because to me, they look Caucasian. And I'm like, how the fuck are you racist against somebody that looks like you? Like, how the fuck does that even make... That's just, this is how ridiculous racists are to me. That they're racist against people that even look like them. Like, what the fuck? How does this even happen? But I, I can't... 
what I really think about is I, I can't take rational thoughts to irrational people. And so I'm, I'm hoping that this conversation will hit rational people and at least just open their eyes just, just a little bit. I'm not calling to arms or anything like that. I just want you to hear what I'm saying and just really, just really think about what I'm saying, you know, and, and the fear that I have as an African-American man, um, going out, you know, in public and worried about actually to, for me, honestly, I don't have a lot of fear, um, being an African-American man in America. I honestly don't. I fear for my daughter. All right. Mainly my adopted daughter could because my biological daughter, she's mixed and she has lighter skin. So she will get, um, way less, you know, racist shit happening, even though it, it can't happen to her. But, um, and I worry about that too, but mostly for my adopted daughter because, because she's dark skinned. Um, and I don't want her to live in an, in an America that, that sees her as a second class citizen, you know, and how do I even like really say this? It's just like, I thought that those, that those dues were paid. I thought that those, that the blood is, that the blood price of my freedom was paid by my parents' generation and their, in the previous generations. I thought that it was paid for in fucking full. And we still have these issues. How much fucking blood does it take in America for people to understand that we all are human beings and we all deserve the exact same rights? All right. How much blood does it take? Can, can anybody answer that? I mean, seriously, that, that, that's an open question I'll, I'll leave out there because I keep seeing people dying for fuck, for totally irrational reasons for just existing. So, and, and I'm not, sorry for the long pause. I know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a no, no in podcasting, but you're going to get a fucking long pause. Because I don't want to be, I'm trying not to be over, overly dramatic in something that is like deeply angering me as a man, you know, and I don't want somebody to be like, I'm just some angry black man, you know, because they're, they're going to try to minimize what I say and just say that he's some angry dude. Listen, my life is fucking good. Really is. I'm pointing out bullshit. That's not good. But my life in general, I'll be fine. You know, I've. I've dug my way out of some bullshit in my life, but you know what? Everybody has problems. You know, everybody has some, most people, I want to say everybody. There's certain people that are, that are born into, uh, into wealth that have less problems than most people do. They probably have their own problems that probably seem like a big deal to them, but, um, it's still, it's, it's not it's not the same kind of problems that I grew up with at the same time though. I want to give my children a better life. I want, I don't want them to deal with what I'm dealing with. I think that's the main problem. There it is. That's the main problem that I'm having is that I have worked my entire life to give my children a better fucking life. And I have a society that is, that seems to be dead set on giving my kids a shittier life. That is my fucking problem. All right. 
I went from being dirt poor, joining the military, you know, my, my parents, you know, they, they worked their way up, you know, the ladder a little, a little bit, you know, actually a decent amount. I went from poor to being like middle class in my lifetime when I was a kid. All right. And then I went from, from that to joining the military, to making a better life for myself and like, you know, making, I, I've definitely done better for myself than my, than my parents did. And I think that's the way it's supposed to go. Like you're supposed to, um, you're, you're any society, you need to have people make the next generation better. If the next generation is worse, if they have less opportunity then the society in general, they're going to fail. That's, that's a fucking guarantee is that that society is going to fail. You need to provide the next generation with better opportunities than what you had. And if you can't do that, you're fucked. And I think that there's certain, there's a good portion of the population where they cannot do that. They can't. And that's a problem. If, if you fix these problems with all Americans, you will fix the vast majority of problems with America, like just give everybody the, uh, the same amount of, of opportunities, you know, that a middle income person would have, at least a middle income person would have, you know, just give them the same fucking chance. And this is coming from a guy where I don't believe in, um, I've been drinking a little bit, so I need to like really remember how this goes. It's the opportunity of, what is it? opportunity of outcome or Jesus Christ. Now I feel really stupid. I'm usually pretty smart, but I, you know, I rode the Peloton bike, got dehydrated and I had some drinks. So that happened. It's the uh, equality of outcome or the, um, somebody's yelling at me right now. I know that that's listening to this, like motherfucker, you know what the next thing is. You're yelling it. <laughs> it's the equality of outcome and the equality of opportunity or something like that. But basically, um, we need to all have basically the same opportunity. Is that's all? That's all we need. We've seen the same opportunities. That's it. And be seen as human beings with the same the same rights. That's it. That's all it takes. Nothing fucking revolutionary. Just look at us all. I want every single police officer out there. If you go to arrest somebody, just pretend for a minute that that person is. Just at minimum, your friend's kid. How about that? Pretend that per- the person that you're arresting is your is your friend's child. Treat them like that. I don't think that's too much to ask. If if they decide to like try to assault you or do whatever, then yeah, you can use escalation of force. Totally got you there. But just from the base, right when you meet them, just pretend that they're your friend's kid. I think that that's a that's a good step in one direction. And uh, with that, you know, I'm gonna end this shit. I'm gonna end my rant. Um, I think I, I think I've said enough. This is going on 40 minutes of one guy talking. Um, I, ho- I hope you listen, and I hope this this helps people out there really understand my thoughts on this and just let's let's just be better to each other as a whole as Americans. Man, at Let's be better to each other. All right, with that, I'm with this bitch. Peace.